0: This episode of the Beards for Radio podcast is brought to you by far-ebar.com. That's clothing products by Farbar. Check out the website, like I said, far-ebar.com, to see the new products that have come out this month. On this episode of Beards for Radio, we're talking about Michigan, Michigan State, the Lions, the run game looks better. They just added something to bolster the run defense. We'll get into that. And the Pistons are 3-0. This is...
1: Beards for radio.
0: Sasha, what's happening?
1: Joe, what's happening, baby?
0: Not much, man. Hold up. Alright, uh you wanna start us off?
1: Yeah, guys, welcome to Beers for Radio. This is our recap on the uh, rivalry week between Michigan and uh, Michigan State. And unfortunately for Joe, the, his Michigan State Spartans lost. My Michigan Wolverines finally won and finally won handedly against Michigan State. I think this was really needed for Michigan um, to come in and dominate the, the way they did. You know, Shea came in and... He hit eight different receivers, over 200 yards, two touchdowns. Higdon ran up and down the field. Um, Peoples-Jones had a nice long catch. Uh, Nico Collins had one. Defense had like four sacks. Not too many tackles because that time of possession was in Michigan's favor. I think Harbaugh finally played a good clock management game. You know, they they had 41 minutes to, to Michigan State's having 19 minutes. I think that was really big. Um, uh, Michigan had almost 400, 395 overall yards to uh, Michigan State's ninety-four. Um, I think Lawerkie was your guys' biggest biggest factor. Also, obviously, Felton Davis going down is is huge. That that dude is a NFL receiver playing in the NCAA league. I think that was big for him. But I think Lawerkie got. Hit a little early where he kind of got Sandwiched between Winovich, another defender And his own lineman Me, I, I gave like a Ooh, Cringe because it, it Looked painful, I don't know if it affected him I don't know if he was uh You know, he was sedated Or something, but Lewerke played Probably the worst football game I have Ever seen that guy play But I'm yeah. still I still have concerns on Michigan's End because, you know Oh, 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 how do you say his name? Willick, he Kenny willicus he, he lived in that backfield, bro. He disrupted a, a lot of things in that backfield. I feel like he's one of the only players on state that actually showed up because, you know, he had he had four or five tackles, but he was constantly disrupting plays in the backfield. So going yeah, forward, well, I want to see Michigan tighten that down a little, you know. But all in all, Michigan played a great game. State – I don't know what happened. They just, you know, coming off of the Penn State game, I figured we see a little more fight in them. But, you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, you know, I think the only positive takeaway from Michigan State was that the defense, I thought, played outstanding outside of uh, the long pass to Peoples-Jones, um, which I thought once that play happened and momentum just stopped dead for Michigan state. Like that's when I thought the game was over, you know? Um, I thought the defense played outstanding, but they were on the field for, uh, let me do the math two thirds of the game and it wasn't really their fault. Like I'm not, I'm really not trying to take anything away from Michigan when I say this, but I don't know if it was Michigan's defense or Michigan state's offense. like,
1: like, I, I, I get what you're saying, Joe. I get what you're saying. I think it might have been a mix of both. You know what I'm saying? I right. Think. And like I said, I don't know what happened to Lewerke, but that dude was well he was not in the game at all.
0: We heard, like, mixed reports. Like, D'Antonio said he didn't practice all week. Warner said he did. Like, I don't know. Apparently, he got injured during the Penn State game. Uh, But my question is, if, he, if you knew he wasn't full go – and you didn't feel safe using his legs because you didn't want to get him hurt more, which is his biggest asset, why was he in the game? Right. Like, I'm sorry, but if you know going into the week that Lewerke isn't going to be able to throw and you don't feel safe putting him in danger and running him, get Rocky Lombardi or even Theo Day as many reps as you can and let them let them play because there's no way you're going to win with Lewerke. Like the only time the offense scored was when they got the ball at the seven, because the defense played outstanding. I thought. Right. Um, and- I don't know. Like you can you can make all the excuses that you know they had nobody on offense. Like Daryl Stewart was back, and after missing two out of the last three games, L.J. Scott came back. We don't know how healthy he was. No Cody White. No Felton Davis. I don't want to hear it. You put up 90, 94 yards. You didn't even go the length of the field overall Dang. and yeah
1: you know, so I've a started. lot of
0: it a lot of it was Dave Warner a lot of it was Brian Lewerke I think they're both equally at fault because you know what LaWorke had open receivers he was missing them by miles he wasn't even close to barely missing them he missed them by long shots and it was awful it was the worst performance I've seen not only from him but from a Michigan State quarterback
1: yeah, Joe, I, I, I agree with you. I don't know where Lerick he was. I thought he was gonna be a little better. He was missing he was missing his receivers a lot. It it could have been like I honestly think dude, that he was a factor of that game because if he was more on point, it, it would have been a lot closer than it was. He was missing dudes by miles, miles. He was just really bad. And to your point of if 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 you knew he was hurt and let's say he did or didn't practice all week, right? Whatever the complexions, you you, they they weren't 100% with him, so make sure you have a plan B, plan C, plan B being uh Rocky, you know what I'm saying? Put him give give him more reps if you don't
0: plan that you know. LaWorke isn't going to be full go. Like, it looked like they came out with the same game plan they have every freaking week that we watch them. Every week, it looked like they didn't change a bit, and they knew he wasn't going to be. Brian Lewerke of last year, or even Brian Lewerke when he's played well the few times this year,
1: right, right. And then on the, on the opposite end, Shay, like as as good as he did throwing, he didn't throw any interceptions. You know, he he the, to me the key plays he made were those. Even though he fumbled off of one of them, where was that um, God, I'm I'm thinking right now that
0: uh, that read you know, option, the read op-
1: yeah, the read option, how. You know, there's two two that they needed it really bad. He needed first down really bad, and he did it with his legs. So I was really happy to see Mm -hmm. him kind of also do his own element, getting into the running rather than trying to force uh, more stuff. Um, Kron Kron Higden, the dude's the dude's a beast. You know, I I love the way he's running, but I'm still. Still concerned going forward with Shea Patterson. I'm still concerned with his arm. Um, I want to see him maybe do more stuff with his leg when it's needed, like he did for uh, against against State. But to me right now, you know, I think Penn State's very winnable. I think Rutgers is, is obviously winnable. Indiana's obviously winnable. Ohio State, I feel like we're closing that gap against Ohio State. But Shea Patterson really needs, really, really, really needs to buckle down when it comes to, you know, passing the ball as well, I know he can do it with his feet. I just want to see him be more consistent. And I know it's hard, hard. I'm. Um, it sounds like I'm an asshole asking a guy that with 14 for 25, over 200 yards, two touchdowns, hit eight different receivers to be a little, little more consistent, a little more cautious and aware when he's play when he's going to throw, especially against OSU. Right.
0: Yeah, for Michigan State, um, this is this is just such a huge disappointment. You know, this year now just becomes win as many games as you can because you're not playing for anything else. Um, I look at the Purdue game this Saturday. Uh, if Michigan State wins, I think it might be an upset, honestly. And I don't know if I'm going to be at the game, I'm going to be in the stands. I don't know if I want to see LaWorkey on Saturday. <laughs> like, first of all, you know, you don't want to hurt the kid. He's still got a year left at Michigan State. And I do think he's still a good quarterback, but I don't know if he's not. If if you're still worried about the risk of getting him hurt, sit him. I don't care. I don't care who you're playing. Sit him. Um, this whole week should be about Rocky Lombardi and Theo Day getting reps um, and knowing that they're gonna they're both gonna play against Purdue. Um, I don't want to see LaWorky on Saturday unless unless you can promise me he's gonna be healthy and you're not gonna aggravate any type of injury more because you do need him. You need him for the rest of the year because you got to – it's not a guarantee they get to a bowl. Like, I, I think they beat Rutgers. I think they lose to Ohio State. I look at the other three games on the schedule, Purdue at home, at Nebraska, at Maryland, and those are all toss-ups to me. True. And you got you to get at least two more wins to go to a bowl. And uh, I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that looking at what this team was supposed to be coming into the season.
1: Yeah, Joe. I you know, I thought I thought state was going to be a little a, a little more better than than what they're showing. I thought Michigan was going to be a little worse what they're showing. So I think one of us is pleasantly surprised, the other one is sadly disappointed. And um I I don't <laughs> you know, I don't want to be like, you know, you know, throw more salt in the moon, but yeah, Joe, like I I really did think state was going to be a little more tougher on opponents this year especially against Michigan especially a rivalry game because yeah. my feeling going into Saturday's game was this isn't this this isn't a toss-up to me I'm thinking like you know what dude this is a rivalry game shit happens you know the uh, the before field antics happened I'm like dude this is oh this game is gonna be it's gonna be cut throw, and it it really wasn't it was it was Lackluster on state's part, you know. Defense, you know, like I said, was good. Especially Kenny Wilkis, dude. That guy was friggin' everywhere. I didn't see, see too Kenny much
0: of... and Raquan Williams. I thought Rayquan Williams was a beast,
1: fabulous, dude. And like I, I just, I, I wanted, I wanted to s- those two guys were the only ones that were, to me were actually doing something on defense. Will, Willickus was amazing to me, being a friggin' walk on and and disrupting the offense like he did. You know, we can't as as Michigan. On Michigan's end, that cannot happen if you want to beat OSU. It cannot happen yeah. if you want to get in the playoffs and take on an SEC juggernaut. That cannot happen because because there there's guys that are bigger than Kelly uh, Kenny Wilkins down in, in down south in the SEC, bro. And, and and they'll just they'll do more than just disrupt your your offensive play at that time.
0: That's right. That's right. And can I just say, I'm glad that the pregame on the field stuff happened. Like, I just love, like, seeing the rivalry alive and well like that. I thought it was great to see. Like, I didn't – I tried not to, like, have any hatred towards either side. I thought they both could have handled it differently, but I'm not faulting either of them. But it was the postgame stuff. Like, Harbaugh and D'Antonio, I thought both of their comments were childish. Yes. Um, Yeah, go ahead. I think they both wanted the – um, the on-the-field pregame stuff to happen. I think they both loved it. Um, first of all, like Harbaugh saying D'Antonio was all smiles, you know. You know that's BS, because when has D'Antonio been all smiles about anything? Have you yes. ever seen that guy smile? That guy's grumpy <laughs> than <to> hell. <laughs> right. Especially now. Right. Um, yeah, like, obviously, it was just a case of, like, you know, Michigan players weren't going to move. Michigan State players weren't going to move, nor would you – nor would you want either of them to move. They both stood their ground. I thought it was great. Um, I could do without the uh, the stomping of the field, but, you know, it is it is what it is. Um, I thought Bush postgame was a lot more mature. He said, you know, he let his emotions get the best of him, and he probably shouldn't have done it. Um, but, yeah, disappointed in, in the way both coaches handled it.
1: Right and um and the Big Ten came down with fines on Michigan State for that. Did you hear about this? Yeah,
0: that's not bullshit. <laughs> I don't know why. MSU
1: was a ten thousand dollar fine for violating the Big Ten sportsmanship policy by linking arms across the field and um and initiating contact with Michigan players um who are legitimately on the field for warmups. So I guess what the rule is. Um, half the field is reserved for the away team, half the field is reserved for the home team. So Michigan State, they're saying, cannot link hands and, I don't know, get in the way. I, don't know. I mean,
0: what, what, every home game, like, I know there was a bit of a mix-up with the schedule on both ends, but, like, I don't know. I'm not upset at either of the teams for the way it happened. Like, you know, there's yeah. a lot of pride for both on both sides. Neither of them want to move. You know?
1: right? It is is what it is. It is what it is. $10,000 to Michigan State's a drop in the bucket. You know what I'm saying? I'll take a $10,000 fine to hype my players up before a rivalry (laughs) game any flipping day. But D'Antonio, Harbaugh, and Devin Bush all got hit with reprimands. Um, D'Antonio got hit with a reprimand because he failed to mitigate a foreseeable conflict. Harbaugh got reprimanded for his words after the game and beyond the whole bush league thing and devin bush got reprimanded for um taking his cleats and tearing up the logo so i think um the big 10's not fucking around excuse my language but they're they, 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 they don't want to see this they want to see a healthy rivalry they don't want to see it turn into you know uh, a brawls in the middle of the game every single time and and, and a brawl almost broke out right before halftime and you know w- when the quarterback was kneeling it's just like yeah. I, I, I love it, I love it, but to a point, you know what I'm saying to the point where you get in the face, you can do the the cage and the chest bump and long as you take as long as you don't swing and you take those you, you take and you deliver those lumps on the field of play. So I, I'm glad it didn't escalate further than it should have, but I think the big Ten is really putting their foot down and saying this isn't gonna happen. We don't want to get out of hand. Yeah,
0: yeah, keep it healthy. Also props to yeah. you for calling the uh, the two touchdown victory on our last our last uh show. Uh you were you were closer than either me or uh, our guest Mike.
1: Yeah.
0: Props on that. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. I want to get to the Lions. Um what we saw on Sunday was on Johnson um looks like he's ready to be the guy. Looks like he's ready to be the bell cow, you know? Yes, I think he's ready to take the next step. People are talking about him, not just in Detroit, like in the outer markets, as a potential Offensive Rookie of the Year candidate. And I think that should have Lion fans ecstatic because what's been like, the one thing Stafford defenders have said all along? is like, oh, he doesn't have a run game. He never has a good run game. Well, it looks like he's got a, a, an above passable run game now. So, no excuses for Matt Stafford. He's got great wide receivers, uh, maybe questionable tight ends, but, you know, that's what it is. Um, A good offensive line and a good run game. And the defense got a huge bolster when they traded for Damon Harrison today. Uh, Huge. Yeah. Nickname Snacks. We're just going to refer to him as Snacks because I think that's the best nickname of all time. (laughs) Like, their, their run defense was ranked 26th in the league right now. If, if they can get that up to, like, 18, 17, 16, 15 range, that makes all the difference in the world. And if Ziggy Ansah comes back, which is a huge if, imagine what that defensive line is going to look like and how much that will help out the linebackers and the secondary, like Glover Quinn and Darius Slay. And you only gave up a fifth-round pick to get him, which the Lions had two fifth-round picks anyways. I think they got a steal.
1: Joe? I'm with you, dude. This is a steal. You're talking about they're saying this guy is like one of the, if not the best, run stoppers in the league. He was a yeah. two, 2016 All-Pro. What I fell in love with him about is that he's very disciplined on the field. He doesn't get he doesn't get um, penalized much. Um, he keeps his emotions in check unless he's off the field. He's almost came to blows with his teammates in the uh, when he played for New York. But not because, on some stupid stuff, he was questioning their work ethic. Mm. I love that, dude. You want to question people's work ethic? Yeah, that's exactly what we need. And This is coming from a dude who, to me, scrapped his way up to the league. This guy started off in uh, Northwestern Mississippi Community College, made his way to William Penn University, then to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? This is the epitome of what Detroit needs, a blue-collar, hard-worker football player. Because you know what, man? I, I I want a football player to get in someone's face on his team and says, bro, you're not giving 110%. I love that. You know what I'm saying? It's not its not like a Des Bryant. I'm, I'm upset that I'm not getting the ball. You know what I'm saying? It's a guy saying, I'm not upset because you're not working as hard, if not harder than me. I fall in love with, with that sentiment from him when I was reading about him earlier today when I was just delving into like who this guy is, you know, what he's about, because you know, I don't really watch the Giants, you know. So seeing all this stuff, you know, he he's disciplined off on the field, you know, and he wants better for his teammates. He's a hard worker. He's came from nothing uh, essentially, dude, that is is that not a product of what a lot of people in Detroit are, what we represent. I love it, dude. I can't wait to see. I, I, I hope we get to see him uh, against Seattle this Sunday. I hope it adds to it, man. And hey, everybody's raving about it. Home 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 analysis and uh, away analysis are just like, hey, dude, this is probably one of the best grabs in the deadline for a fifth round draft pick. Crumbs, dude. I love it, dude. I love it. I can't wait to see. I hope it works out because this is so, so much needed for the Detroit Lions.
0: Absolutely. And I I love that he's big, but he's fit. I think he, I don't have his like his numbers right in front of me. But I think he's three hundred plus, but he's not like you know a big old like tummy dude. Like he's he's big and fit, and I love that combination. Right. Uh, I loved Pete's Carroll Pete Carroll's comments today. Uh, he said he hopes he hopes he drives to Detroit and isn't able to play this week. He hopes he takes his time getting to Detroit. I thought that was funny <laughs> coming from Pete Carroll.
1: I mean, re- yeah. I mean, Pete Carroll's showing respect. I mean, look at they, they've had one of the best defenses in the past decade. You know, what I'm saying that yeah. Pete Carroll's going to go out his way of saying, you know, I I really don't want my offense to go against this guy. That's big. That's huge. And and I think that's something that we haven't seen here in Detroit. We haven't seen moves like this in Detroit. We've we've always sat back and watched, you know, people like Khalil Matt go to the Bears. It's like, why don't you at least attempt to make a move? Why don't you at least try to make a move? You know what I'm saying? So this is really unchar- uncharacteristic of the Lions, but characteristic of – Quinn and Patricia and and what the what they do over there in the Patriots because they don't really sign these big name dudes they just they just sign people who are good and they fit their scheme and they mold these guys so the future yeah, looking bright for the Lions I think
0: yeah I thought it was easily the best move uh, like draft pick signing or trade um, I thought it was the best move that Quinn has made since he's gotten to Detroit.
1: Yes, most definitely. I th- I think so too. And into into second year, your, your what you're saying about Stafford and not having tight ends for not having tight ends. Michael Roberts and Luke Wilson are not doing too damn bad. You know, Michael Roberts had two of the two touchdowns he threw were to Michael Roberts. You know, what I'm saying, and I everyone's like, oh well, it's it's the Dolphins, dude. The Dolphins on a defensive end are way better than their offensive end. I understand Tannehill wasn't there. Brock Osweiler still threw like a stud. Two hundred thirty nine yards, two touchdowns, eight different wide receivers. That's almost the same stat line as Stafford. But the only mm-hmm. thing difference to me is that Kerryon Johnson had one hundred fifty eight yards. The Kenyon Drake seventy two. You know, and, October, on a def- and on the a, and on the defensive end for the Dolphins, you know, you got Xavier Howard. I love him. He's a six one big corner. You know, their 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 safety Rashad Jones is leading the league in in safety tackles you got million, Kiko Alonso, Cameron Wake came back on a defensive end. This wasn't a pushover defense they played against. It's a pretty no. good defense, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think I think the major difference was carry on being able to take it and won 158 yards. I think it opened up the field for Stafford because if not, you look at the stat lines between everybody, it's all pretty much the same. You know what I'm saying? The set for Kenyon Drake and carry on Johnson, and I think carry on really opened up the offense for for Stafford to look for you know the tight ends because I don't we don't see that much. When was the last time we had a good tight end? You know that actually went through consistently. <laughs> I, I can even remember You know, so
0: um, yeah, like it's it's huge for the Lions that the run game on both sides of the ball is bolstered now because I think you need to see carry Johnson get the majority of the carries. And I think we will see that it'd be hard to deny him that now that he's shown, you know, he, he's had two 100 rushing yard get, yard performances in the last four times out on the field. And um, yeah, lions adding a huge run stuffer. Like that's such a big move. So it's, it's, it helps them so immensely. And I think it turns them around. Like, I don't know. Sitting at three and three, and you got a few winnable games coming up. It could be big heading into the last stretch of the season.
1: Yeah, i th- I think I think this definitely puts them in 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 wild in the wild cards. Uh, you know, speak right now. If we looked at it right now, you know, what I'm saying like, oh, you know, I think we got a chance. To definitely make the playoffs. I- at the least a wild card. You know, so
0: yeah, I'm really, I'm I think- really good in the nfc outside of like the rams and the saints um maybe you can put the vikings in there there aren't a lot of really great teams um it's going to be difficult for detroit i think you know having the losses against san francisco and dallas uh, those are going to be hard to overcome but if you can if you can beat a couple more nfc teams like it does put you in goes in good footing because i don't think the nfc is super strong i think it's pretty top heavy like even the even the Eagles are struggling right now.
1: Yeah, that's true. You, you, Eagles just lost, man. And um, yeah, I think it's a it's a complete toss up when you, when you take away those powerhouse teams like you say, KC, LA, uh, Rams. Like you said, you can throw a Vikings in the mix, and they don't look all that great either. Sometimes you know. So, I mean, it's it's a toss up. I think I think our our conference is is definitely might be able to we might be able to win our conference man um but we just gotta see how we go f- you know here on out but I, I have high hopes for the lions and I just feel like the, the you know I, I don't you know I kind of had the same sentiment when uh when uh, caldwell was here that you kind of feel the culture changing a little bit and we all saw that how that ended up. So I'm not going to go out on the limb and say, oh, the culture is completely done to 180, but it's starting to shift a little bit. And I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. You know, all day. You know, as, as a Lions fan, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years. People have been doing this for damn near 60. So I understand. It's um, it's a tough thing being a Lions fan, but yeah, but I'm <laughs> I, I'm gonna stick it out till the day I die, and hopefully we get a we get a Super Bowl if I I see if we keep on. Making these moves and and, and 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 stay the course we're staying, man. I think we can go far in the playoffs in the next few years coming up. But you know, only time will tell. Will they break my heart again? They've done it for thirty years. I hope they don't. But um, if they do, uh, it's something that, that that I can get used to and let it burn. You know,
0: right? Yeah, I think the mood today is a lot better than it was yesterday, just off the trade. Um. And I think it shows that they are trying to win now, which I think is good. You know, they're not trying to build for the future. They're not trying to collect draft picks. They want to win now. They know they have a window with Stafford and this wide receiver, this wide receivers group, you know, with Galladay, and Tate and Marvin Jones. And it looks like the running game is coming on. I think they made the right move at the right time. And they didn't, even if it somehow doesn't work out, so what, you gave up a fifth round pick, big whoop.
1: Right, you know, what I'm saying, n- n- name a fifth round pick that's been an all pro, and uh, you know, and leading the league at a run stopping. Right. You can't really off the off the top, so I'll, I'll I'll take a fifth round draft pick for a player of that caliber any day. You're so right, Jim. You're so right.
0: Um. I guess we could talk about uh, the Pistons if you want If you want to get some uh, Detroit basketball talk in.
1: Detroit basketball. Let me tell you, man, <laughs> I thought the Blake Griffin trade was uh, at first. But, man, if, if Blake can keep on playing like this, man, his first 50-point game, he's hit 50, 14 rebounds, 6 assists. That's great. We haven't seen a player do that in Detroit since, I don't know. I don't even know if a – I don't even know yeah. last time I saw a player score that much. But, you know, I liked what I saw. Um, Andre Drummond, I liked that. He, he got chippy, got physical with uh, with uh, Embiid. And, <laughs> and even though he got ejected, he ended up getting his technical rescinded, his technical uh, foul rescinded because they went back and they said that, you know, um, uh, what's his face, Embiid actually did flop. So they hit him with a warning, which I think is bullcrap because if he flopped and – you know, uh, Andre Drummond gets ejected, and Sixers go up, and end up winning the game. Then what do you find him? Do you not find right. him because they lost? It's like be 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 across the board. You know what I'm saying? Don't give no warnings. That f- bitch. It got a man ejected. It it, it, it could have cost us the game. Find him. Find him, be. But um, uh, uh, I like what I've seen out of Blake. Dre, you know, he's gonna be that rebounding rebounding machine. I want to see more offense from him. Uh, Reggie Bullock's gonna shoot good. Ishmith's gonna come and do his thing. Reggie Jackson, sick of seeing him. Sick of seeing Reggie Jackson. Oh, you scored 23 points. Yeah, right. He got the big deal got 23 points. He friggin' had three assists. You're what you're playing 40 minute games, you only have three assists. Ish Smith as played seven guard? minutes Yeah. As a point guard, right. Ishmus played seven less minutes than him and got as many as assists as, he ha- he, uh, as him. Reggie needs to be more of a facilitator and less of a scorer. I'm not saying don't completely drop scoring out of your whole repertoire, but you need to facilitate more, man. When you got players like Blake Griffin scoring 50, when you got people that can shoot like like Bullock, when you got monsters down low like Dre, who albeit he has to work on his, uh, his uh, footwork, Bro, yeah. you don't need to go play hero ball out there. I said it before. I'm sick of seeing Reggie uh, Reggie Jackson friggin' put a cape on his back and try to be Meteor Man and and try to put the game on his back. It's like, dude, you don't need to. You don't need to do that. First of all, number one, you're not that good to do it. Number two, you got four other guys on the feet, uh, on the court. One is a pretty good shooter, and the other one, Blake Griffin, can take anybody to the hole at any time. So it's like I want to see Reggie. Facilitate more or get the fuck out. I'm 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 so sick of seeing that dude. I'm just done with it.
0: Yeah, and he's ugly. <laughs> <Fairy>. <laughs> um I haven't been able to watch a lot of them. I've watched some of their highlights. I think it looks like they're playing loose. Like they're not in their heads so much. Like I I think they're not getting yelled at as much by uh, you know, a big guy who probably couldn't run the court in an hour. Um Run Ron Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> You know, it's 3 we're three games in. They've got three very close wins. I thought the first two were against bad teams. Um, beating Philly, I think, is big, even if they don't have Ben Simmons. They still got Markel Fultz, who I like. They still got, you know, Dario Saric and, you know, obviously Joel Embiid. Um, yeah, I did get to catch, like, the very end of overtime last night. I went to the movies with Mike. We saw the new Halloween movie. We could talk about that. A how was
1: weeks.
0: it oh it was excellent it was very very nice. good nice when i found out beforehand uh let me get a little off topic um the the halloween movie that just came out this year is only acknowledging the the original halloween movie that came out 40 years ago
1: yeah direct sequel it, it has yeah. no lines there's no storylines uh, into anything else so you can just watch a 78 one and the 2018 one which i think is great too
0: Yeah, I think it's so interesting how like um, every director or every writer, everybody who works on the Halloween movies in the series, they kind of pick and choose which movies they want to acknowledge before them. I think I can't think of another series like that that wasn't like rebooted a hundred times, you know. Right. So it was interesting. It was really good. But um, I got to see I came out of the theater and they were showing the game on the TV and yeah, I thought you know, Blake Griffin taking it to the hole doing the fake handoff that was clutch. I don't know if we've seen oh, somebody clutch like that i don't I don't know if we've seen somebody we could go to we I'm not on I don't know if the Pistons had someone they could go to late in the game like that you know who can make that play down by uh down by two and you take it to the basket, make it and one and he made the free throw um I can't think of anybody since maybe Chauncey Billups or maybe Rip or, you know, anybody from those go-to-work teams that you could rely on late in the games in a tight game like that against a good team?
1: Yeah, no, no doubt, you know. And I, I think – I just don't want to put it on Blake's shoulders, but, right, you know – a lot more people need to step up. And what I'm not really seeing and what I don't really like is I'm not seeing anything from Henry Ellison. i we heard a lot about him on off season. Oh, him and him and Dre are working together with Garnett and Elijah and they're getting their shots up, they're getting their footwork and okay, where is he? I know it's three three games in, where is he? You know what I'm saying? Andre Drummer got ejected. Should we have seen him more? You know what I'm saying? I believe so. Um I, I don't I don't see Luke Kennard shooting like he's supposed to. You know what I'm saying so. Like the two pet projects that uh that Ron Jeremy got a hold of, Allison and Luke Kennard, are not working out. I don't know if
0: well, and Stanley Johnson and Stanley Johnson too. That was, was a Stan Van draft Was that's my biggest
1: problem. I'm going to get to, you know. Oh, my bad. Like I like I like Galloway and Zaza because they'll come in, they'll grind, they'll do their part, they'll 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 play their minutes, they'll they'll give the uh, starters some uh, break. But yeah, we'll go to Stanley right now. Zero points, one assist, three rebounds. You're a starter. You're a starter. That's not starter. That's not starter. Starting uh uh minutes. A lottery dude. Pick. That's yeah. ri- that's ridiculous, right? That's a lot. That's lottery pick numbers, dude. That's not. That's not. I'm not big on Stan. I was pissed off when we passed up on when we passed up on him because I really wanted Justice Winslow in his place. But you know, high, high, you can't go back, can't change nothing. But Stanley, dude, I don't know what's going on with him. He has not shown up. He, it, it, to me, he is his offensive game has not improved. He, he plays good defense. Don't get me wrong; I'll give him that. He plays good defense, right. but but he's a one trick pony. I don't see him getting offense, getting good rebounds, a few a few easy assists. He's not making any of his buckets. I don't see why they have him in the starting lineup. Something needs to change with him because we won't get far in the playoffs if we do make it with, with just Blake putting up 50, with, with Andre just grabbing all these uh, rebounds. You're going to need someone like Stanley to play lockdown and to get you 10, 12, 14 points a game, something like that, you know, five rebounds, you know, a couple of steals. He's not doing any of that. Any of he's my biggest, biggest, biggest concern. Him and Andre Drummond, because I think Andre Drummond also, uh, also gets in his head. Because after the game, Embiid said that um, he has a lot of
0: real estate. Yeah, I yeah, own a lot
1: of real estate in his head. And Drummond's like, well, he's fat and out of shape, and was happy that he see me go because I was locking him up, bro. Embiid dropped thirty three points, seven assists, and eleven rebounds. He almost dropped a fucking triple double on you. You didn't lock up shit, Dre. You didn't lock up nothing. Dre needs to step it up and be more on the offensive end because everyone thinks he's some kind of, like, defensive monster, which I don't think he is. You know what I'm saying? He needs to step it up on a defense. He needs to work on his offensive game more. Stanley needs to work on his offensive game more and, and be more involved. And it, it, If you can't score fine, find other ways to do it. Hustle, point, hustle rebounds, you know, assists, you know, good back screens. You know, do something else besides score points because – there's points when it comes to the game of basketball and I'm sure everybody freaking knows that.
0: Yeah. So it,
1: those makes are my it, biggest concerns.
0: it makes it a lot easier on the um, opposing defense when they only have to guard four people. That's right. what we saw every time uh tum, tum Naren w- played the point for Michigan state the last four years, all every, every defensive team they faced was like, Oh, it's cool. We don't have to guard him. He's not going to do anything. And they were right. Um, I want to see Glenn Robinson the third play more. I don't know if he's hurt right now or what's up, but I think he's a great athlete. He's a good shooter. I I think he showed during his time at Michigan he was he was a good defender. Um, I think he plays the same position basically as Stanley Johnson.
1: Yes, he does. Small forward. So,
0: I'd like to see him get involved more. Uh, like I said, haven't been able to watch as much, but just looking at his stats, looks like he hasn't been in the game a whole lot. I thought that was an underrated signing when they brought him in, when they brought him in. Um, yeah, I, I, that's all I gotta say is like I would like to see Glenn Robinson the third a lot more.
1: Yeah, no, Joe, I agree with you too because I think he's a way better talent than Stanley Johnson. I think he's shown more than Stanley Johnson in this league so far. You know, plus even being part of like, you know, the all even even winning the dunk contest, dude. You know, what I'm saying like that just shows you. That just shows you that, you know, like people have an eye out for him. They're looking at him. They think highly of him. Not just because he's, you know, you know, he's Glenn Robinson, you know, son. You know, he's one hell of a talent. I think he's a way better talent than Stanley Johnson. I think Stanley Johnson has so many intangibles. I just don't think he the elevator goes quite to the top when it comes to basketball IQ. Mm -hmm. But, you know, yeah, I wanna see I wanna see I wanna see uh GR three. Uh more in that role, I would even like to see him start,
0: yeah,, uh, um, yeah, overall, I think the biggest addition has been dwayne Casey um it, it just looks like they're playing looser, they're not thinking so much, they're just playing, and that basketball is one of the sports where a lot of it can come down to reaction, and if you overthink it, it can kill you, so I like seeing that so far. Young season, like, we still got 79 games left. Like, you know, we're not even into, like, the discussion of buy, sell, trade, whatever. Um, but, you know, I just thought it was a good thing to talk about because they won three games to start out the season. Three out of three. That's pretty good.
1: And Blake, and, and then Blake had a fabulous game, dude. And, like, you know what? I want to apologize to Blake Griffin because if he can keep playing like this because he looks, he looks like he has his legs back – he looks slimmer he looks a little quicker on the field uh, on the field on the, on the uh, court so you know I just I I hope he stays he stays healthy because you know he was he's always played with injury through his through his career you know whether it be his you know his ankle his knee or his fist from punching you know trainers but yeah dude I, I just I, I was really happy to see Blake Griffin put up those numbers you know and especially for us
0: and don't forget, he put up thirty three uh, the game before against Chicago. True, I, I don't know his first game stats, but that's eighty three points in two games. That's all right. That's a yeah. pretty good average,
1: right? Take that, man! It's pretty good average. But we, he just needs more complementary players. I think Andre Drummond just he needs to step into his offensive role and he needs to play better lockdown defense. I don't, you know, people say, "Oh, he's good." Too. No, he's just a good rebounder, man, and. You know, he's just not that great at defense. I don't care what anybody says. He's a mediocre defender. He's a great rebounder. Plays everything else good. Great pick and roll. Catch the lob. Put it down. But but they're talking about him shooting three-pointers when he can't even make you a – he can't even make a 10-foot hook shot. You know, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, from what I've heard, people already want the three-point attempts from Andre to stop. So, that's cool. That's nice. Well, see, I, I don't, I don't think so that
1: much. I think, I think it'd be good if, if they start, you know. Well, if, if, he if he's making them. right? If he's yeah. making them, right, right, right. If it's actually a good shot and he's actually comfortable right. doing it.
0: Like if it's something that the defense has to watch out for and something they got to keep in the back of their minds when he's, you know, outside the key, then that's one thing. Uh, I don't know if he's been making them consistently, but other. Otherwise, like, you're just out there wasting a possession because you got your best rebounder playing uh 18 feet away from the rim, shooting up a, a three-pointer.
1: Right, and that that's definitely a cost for concern. <laughs> Until he yeah. can make him consistently and everybody's confident, not just him, yeah, I think that's when we'll see it. But other than that, dude, just, like, hover around the basket, bro. That's what, you, that, that's what you're best at doing.
0: That's what you do. That's how you're going to make your money. Right. Yeah. For the Pistons, I think they're still a piece or two away from being, like, a real East contender. I think they can make a move to the playoffs, maybe even host a series if things break their way. But in terms of, like, getting anywhere near the finals or even the Eastern finals, I do think they're a piece or two away. Um, Hopefully they won't go trading their first-round picks away anytime soon.
1: Right, and, like... I, I, I like I like our big man position. I think we need I think we need more help at the two guard. When when Bullock takes a seat, um, I think we need definitely more help at the three position, especially if Stanley doesn't step up and, and GR three doesn't pan out to be who we think he is. But yeah, man, I think you're right. Two 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 good two good players around, two good, you know scorers mediocre defenders fine I'll take mediocre defending as long as they're good scorers you know
0: Mm -hmm. right absolutely
1: But yeah Joe I think um, we kind of covered everything Um, I think so did you watch that did you watch that Joker trailer that I sent you
0: I didn't get to because I was at work uh, but I'll check it out and um, maybe we can post it on the Facebook page or something
1: definitely i'll post it on that it was a really good trailer and then they had also one um people can check out um they took the uh infinity wars like the part where stano stano snaps his fingers everyone turns to dust and they linked that, synchronized that up with uh the after scene with uh nick fury they also synced it up with uh after scene with uh the Ant Man and the Wasp, and when he snaps his fingers and everyone starts disintegrating, it, like, it's all synced up. It's like they, they cut it into four, you know, the, they cut the, the screen into four things and had all four endings playing at once. So you're watching the whole thing. It was kind of cool to see that. So I suggest you see that. And then, like, yeah, we'll come back with uh, some more non sports topics. I definitely want to go see um, Halloween, talk about that for sure.
0: Yeah, Halloween was great. Um, the Michigan-Michigan State game, not so great. <laughs> I think the highlight was the weather delay. That was my <laughs> favorite part. <laughs>
1: right, right.
0: Um, yeah, going forward, I think Michigan has a chance to do something they haven't done uh, since I was a little kid and potentially play their way into the Big Ten championship game at the very least. Uh, Michigan State, I don't know. At best, I think you're looking at eight and four with the with an okay bowl game. Uh, at worst, I, don't, I think you got to win two two games. Like that's that's the bare minimum you can do.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, Michigan. I think, like you said, you know, um, they can win the Big Ten. Um, can they make it to the playoffs? Well, yeah. If they win the Big Ten, they win out. I'm I'm sure that I'm sure they can make a strong bid for the playoffs. Do I think oh, they yeah. got a, Do I think they got a snowball's chance in hell against Saban in Alabama? Hell no. But <laughs> you know. Stuff happens. We've seen crazier things happen. But, yeah, that's where I wanted my Michigan Wolverines to end up, obviously, in the playoffs. I mean, right now, sitting right now, they're sitting pretty good. Um, But, like, we'll find hey, out. I think we're going to find out on uh, two days after Thanksgiving when that game goes down between them and Ohio State. We're really going to know what they're made of because i think that's their final final hurdle they lose to penn state i think it's still salvageable if they beat ohio state but they they just need to win out they need to win out and show everybody that you know it's not a fluke or it might be if they don't so time
0: will tell and let me just say as somebody whose team got to the playoff and got destroyed by alabama it's still worth it dude Oh yeah! Like so few teams actually get into the playoff, and the window to get into the playoff is never as open as you think it is. So, I, I would take um, getting into the playoffs and losing to Alabama thirty-eight to nothing on New Year's Eve. Every year I can get it, you know. Unless I can go to the Rose Bowl, yes, I want to be in the playoff. I don't care if we're going to get smoked. I want to be there. That's the biggest stage.
1: Right. Whether whether or not you get smoked or not, your team is one of the top four teams in the country.
0: Right. And so, just look at the schools that have made it to the playoffs. Like, so few have actually made it because Alabama's going to occupy a spot literally every year. Clemson's going to be there every year. Right. Uh, Ohio State and Oklahoma are going to be revolving in there every other year. And then, like, you know, Oregon's made it. Michigan State's made it. um, Georgia, Georgia is going to be in the conversation every year. Like the opportunities you have, you can't worry about what will happen when you get there. You cross that bridge. If you, if you're so lucky to get to that bridge, you'll cross it. But just getting there is something magical. It's like the final four. Yeah. Final four for college football.
1: Yeah, most definitely. But yeah, that's that. That's where I'm hoping they'll end up. And then for our, for the Lions, man, I just hope that they continue to, you know, take on this momentum. You know, add this, add, add Damon into the whole oh, snacks, we'll add snacks into the mix, and and I hope it really does help their 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 struggling, you know, defensive stoppage. You know, so I'm happy. on Johnson's looking good. We need more of that from him. So I feel like. Kieran Johnson runs more, obviously, duh, it's going to open up the passing game, kind of make Stafford uh, a little more comfortable in the pocket. Seeing that, too, everyone was concerned with the offense line. This time last year, it was. it's about Stafford's been sacked about in the mid-20s this time last year. Now he's about 10 or 11. He's one of the least sacked quarterbacks in the league in the past six games. So you know what, man? kudos to that offensive line for stepping up. They got banged up concussions, leg injuries, and they, and they've, and they've bounced back and they're really taking care of Stafford. So, you know, those guys are my, my biggest heroes out of this whole thing right now, because I I really do think that they get kind of get, you know, you know, in the shadow of Stafford, you know, but they're keeping them, they're keeping them healthy. They're, they're blocking well for carry on our offense line is doing good. I hope they carry it on because those guys are our backbone.
0: Yeah, like I said, there's no excuses for Stafford because he's got the receivers, he's got the run game, and he's got a pretty underrated offensive line. Right. No reason he can't step it up. And the Pistons, very early in the season, but it's nice to see them start 3-0, winning tight games, and it looks like they're playing looser. And, um, hey, if Blake Griffin can keep this up, more power to him, man.
1: Right, and I hope he does, but he's going to need a strong, strong supporting cast. He just needs another stud to match him in intensity and points. I don't think Andre Drummond's is going to be that guy. I hope he is. I don't think he'll be that guy, but they're about, like you said, one or two key people away from taking it far into the playoffs. That's
0: what I think, yeah. All right, man. Uh, this was Boots for Radio. I'm Joe. And I'm Sasha. Thanks for listening.
1: It's been real, guys.